So, you want to be a contractor. Ever wonder what it takes to become a contractor? The journey they go on to get where they are now, or the crazy things they see and hear on the job site? Well, you're in the right spot. Welcome to So You Want to Be a Contractor, the podcast. Join your host, Mike Fisher, as he talks to owners of construction companies from all over about how they got started, how they run their business, and some of the craziest stories they've experienced on their job sites. And now, your host, Mike Fisher. Welcome to So You uh, Want to Be a Contractor. This is episode number 15. My name is Mike Fisher. My guest today, Aaron Gianni. How you doing, Aaron? I'm doing well. Good, good. Aaron is the uh, owner at uh, Lerat Brothers Plumbing and also uh, the founder of the Plunger app, uh, which we'll get into shortly, and, and which is pretty exciting and fun. So uh, Aaron's actually been on my previous show, so um, fun to get this little uh, update and uh, kind of see how things have gone. I feel like the first time we talked, it was pretty, Plunger was pretty new, right? Uh, yeah, we were, well, it was new to most people I'd been working on right. it since 2017. Right, right. Well, no, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you, you've yeah, been working on it a while. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's new. It's new to the uh, to everybody else out there these days. So, but yes, perfect. Well, to get this started, let's let's learn a little bit about you. How did you uh, get involved in this industry, and um, kind of what took what brought you to to where you are today? Sure. Um. Well, today I'm a 40 year old man in the construction industry. Um, there's not a lot of us 40 year old men that are in this industry. Uh, I fell into this weird pocket where I graduated high school in 99. And, um, at that time, you know, you were, you were the dumb kid if you went into, uh, construction. Um, at least it was how it was perceived. It didn't mean that's what right, we are, but right, right. school wasn't the thing for you. Right. But, uh, everybody in my family is a contractor in some sense or been an entrepreneur or had personal family, small businesses kind of things. Um, and I, I tried the college path like everybody else. And I say tried, I was enrolled for six months at community college and I probably spent two weeks of that there. Um, I'd figured out, that, that I, means I, I barely beat you. That's, that's all it right? yeah. I, I figured out really quick. I, I went right, you know, right from high school with junior college and, uh, found out really quick that nobody's looking for you there. Like right. if you didn't show up. When you came yep. back, I had my excuse all made out and like yeah. why I wasn't going to be here and <laughs> nobody cared. Right? I was like, wow, that's, this is cool. Right. Um, is this college? Uh, Personal yeah, that, accountability. Huh? Yeah. Um, I didn't have any of that at that time. Yeah, so, um, I kind of, I kind of just goofed off that year, which is fine now looking back at it. But, uh, um, I, I happened to be at a family party. There was a boom going on in 2000, a construction boom. Um, they just needed a warm bodies on construction sites. I had experience and I was working at Blockbuster Video. Um, for our younger viewers that don't know what that is, that I was, was going to say, good thing that rented, didn't, uh, yeah, the right? good thing you didn't go to management there, right? And look at that yes. long term. <laughs> one of the, uh, one of the best jobs I ever had though, that was, that was kind of fun job, but, um, for different reasons, but, uh, <laughs> uh, I got into the trades. I signed up, just happened to sign up with a union contractor. Everybody in my family is a non-union, uh, you know, as a non-union background, um, uh, they, it was just a union plumbing shop at that, that time at this family party, there was a, uh, electrician and a, and a plumber, uh, competing for me. Like I said, warm bodies. And, um, the plumber just happened to be the guy I called back a week later. Uh, they put me on a job 
I, I ended up being their driver and warehouse guy for, um, for about a year, uh, got into the union program shortly thereafter and the rest is history. You know, I, I actually hid a lot of that from my friends at the time. I was embarrassed that I had signed up for construction. Um, but two or three years into it, I was making 30 bucks an hour, $35 Especially an hour. Yeah, in, the union. Yeah. 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 And in 2000, 2003, I was making $37 an hour. Um, I think that's when I met my wife, maybe the year after somewhere around there. Like and 20, she thought I was rich. Yeah. yeah. She thought I was rich, right? I was yeah. living on my own. I, yeah. I'm making $37 an hour. I could, uh, I was financially free. I could travel the, I was traveling the world whenever I could. Um, it was good. It was in, in hindsight, it's been a really good decision for me. Um, I, I went through a union program, uh, here in San Mateo County, local four, six, seven plumbers union. Uh, and, and turned out there as a journeyman, my entire apprenticeship with the, with the plumber that got me in, uh, WL Hickey Sons plumbing based out of Sunnyvale. Uh, they gave me some great opportunities to do large multifamily type, um, work. I was in charge of managing projects that were, you know, total, total project value valuation was between 50 and a hundred million dollars. Um, so, uh, that's total construction, you know, everybody, yeah. Yeah, yeah. um, I think our, our plumbing contracts were in the like 10 to 12, maybe $15 million ranges at that point. Um, but I had 30, 40 guys working for me and it, under 30 years old, it was, uh, it was an interesting time for me to have to, um, uh, take, take leadership over guys right. that were ready to retire. Um, but there wasn't a lot of us, like I started saying, there was, there's not a lot of 40 year olds that are in this industry right now because there was a huge gap on, I, uh, found it the, the right time to leave Hickey Plumbing. We were in the middle of a recession and I, uh, had some differences with management and wanted to do something different. And based on my family background of, um, of our business businesses in the past, how we treat employees, how we dealt with business is just a different standard. And, uh, I wanted to be able to give that to my guys. And, uh, so went out and started my own shop. Uh, I was naive. Uh, I live, I live in Half Moon Bay, California. And I thought I'm just going to run up around the coast and I'm going to call up these people that I was doing with, uh, these hundred hundred million dollar projects and they'll give a job. I can, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll just turn I, over the business to me. I'll bring new, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I said, naive. I, uh, I had no idea about like bonding and, uh, you know, credit history and all that stuff. Right. So, um, quickly learned that you need all that stuff and what those things were after doing some Google searches and, um, <laughs> And, uh, the union, the union busted me is what happened is they found out I had my own company and I was not signatory to them. If you, uh, for your viewers that aren't union right. and don't, don't know that if you're a union trained employee and you start your own business, there's, there's obligation for you to be a union contractor and a lot of their contracts, the way they're set up, when you get in, you're required to stay there right. like that. Right. And I wasn't opposed to that. It's just, there's a lot of cost associated. A lot of paperwork, really a lot of costs. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really hard for a small business, a small mom and pop business to stay union, especially as like a service contractor or something like right. that. Um, you really got to have those big jobs and backlogs. Yeah, for sure. 
That could be a yeah. whole podcast on its own, right. the right. union non-union discussion, right? Lots right. of reasons for either. But um, uh, so I came in, they uh, they coerced me into signing signing the their agreement, uh, basically. But um, uh, the thing I left them with when I walked away was don't don't close off any good opportunities for me. Um, I went out and started this business because I wanted to do what I want to do. But if there's a good matchup somewhere, let me know. I'll come back and just yeah. sign the books and dispatch me, right? Um, maybe about a month. It wasn't very long. About a month went by and uh, Mike Swanson called me up. He was our business agent at the time and said, uh, hey, there's an opportunity of the Red Brothers Plumbing. These two guys want to uh, get out. They want to retire. Their kids don't want it. Uh, and they're looking for an exit strategy. They just uh, bit off a bunch of this work in South San Francisco, remodeling schools, and it's way bigger than they used to do, and they don't have anybody to manage it. Um, right inside my wheelhouse and of stuff that I used to manage. So yeah. it was the perfect opportunity and just good timing. Uh, I went and talked with these guys. We cut a deal, and um, I was able to purchase the business for you know, what they wanted. And that gave me the vehicle to do what I wanted to do, right? To go after the hundred million dollar project, the 10 or $15 million plumbing package pro project. Yeah. Um, cause now I can walk into a, uh, with a web core, walk into a meeting with a web core, a hat, Dinwiddie Hathaway. And I can say, Hey, we've been in business since 1990. I'm just the negotiator at that point. My right. name's not even right. Lorette right. a lot right. of times. So, um, it worked out pretty good. And we were able to grow the company just in, that was 2015. So in seven years, we've grown from a million, million and a half a year, two million on a good year to almost 15 million a year, wow. um, which has been pretty good for us. Uh, You're able to, able to walk into all that infrastructure and people that knew what the bonding and insurance and all those things yeah. were and how they operated yep. and yeah. And, and because, to, uh, because I'm operating from a, uh, I hate the word self-made, but like, like from a ground up guy, like I was, right. I was the truck driver. Right. I was, yeah. I dug trenches. I still do. I got my, I got my jeans on today and my work clothes. Cause I might need to go to work. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you get a different respect level, um, from the, the men power and woman power these days. Um, and I was able to attract some good talent from the industry that wanted to be a part of that. Um, so yeah, over the last seven years, we've done, we've done projects that, uh, uh, others have said other companies that are 10, 20, 30 times bigger than us that are doing, uh, that said it were impossible. Specifically, there was a high profile hotel job that, um, one of the giant contractors said was impossible timing. There's no way you can do it. Uh, by the way, your budget is bullshit. Here's an extra $2 million, <laughs> right? This is what it's going to cost and you're going to comply to this. And didn't Woody Hathaway said, no way. Um, they looked at us and said, can you do this project? It was like a $9 million project had to be completed in six months. I was going to have to have like 40 or 50 plumbers working for me in uh, tight time frames. And I said, yeah, sure. I can do it. Yeah, no problem. Right. And I went home and I shit my pants and <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this. I talked to, I talked to a bonding company into uh bonding it for us i put my house on the line my shop on the line they they owned everything that i had um for those six months um but because we did it we're we're a different company. Say, it's one of those yeah make or break kind of deals yeah mm -hmm. 
the the industry looks at us differently um and for what we did uh the Hathaways, the web cores and those companies when they look at what we actually did and we we show them on paper they're like that's impossible how'd you do that i go call hathaway ask them right <laughs> verify <laughs> so um but having a I'd say all that because having a good team and being able to recruit the manpower, being a working owner that that's not sitting on his boat, right? Um, right. Somewhere, <laughs> um, it makes the difference. Like I, I physically managed that job for six months. I lived in that hotel. I literally had a room on the second floor as we worked from the top down until they took my room. Um, and there was nights I slept there because I was just working my ass off. Right. Yeah. So, well, I mean, when, um, when they own your house and your business and everything else, like you kind of, or your shop rather than you kind of, kind of have to, right? Yeah. Like, oh, my, my accountant and my lawyer. Mentality. Yeah. My accountant and my lawyer thought I was crazy. Like, you're going to put your house on? I go, yeah, it's just, it's just things, man. Like, right. I bought it once so I can do it again. <laughs> and, and plus, it's incentive for me to finish. Right. Right. Um, right. And they're like, all right. If you, no better you motivation. So. Um, yeah. My wife, I don't think my wife, really knew what uh was really happened she's uh she's pretty lucky that she uh she doesn't have to participate here she doesn't choose to participate i should say right uh i don't keep her from it but she she doesn't choose to participate in the business <laughs> and supports me in what i'm doing so um right i uh i don't think she knew that the house yeah, that, was that might have been like a little added level of stress yeah hopefully yeah, she's not listening right? or maybe did, did you tell her about it sure. afterwards because I should listen, she'll listen, but I, we, I jokingly say, um, uh, like I tell her to come by our, our office in San Francisco and I jokingly ask her like, Hey, do you need the address? Cause that's how many times she's been here. <laughs> right. So she's got a good job of her own. And I mean, that's, that's, that's a generational thing, uh, with 40 years old and younger. Like we, we kind of, even though, uh, couples are together, we live kind of separate lives sometimes, uh, right. with right. two, two jobs and stuff. And. Um, her focus is, um, her job and making sure our kid gets to school. And my job is making sure that we live in the lifestyle we want. So, yeah. um, and it works. And when we come home, yeah. we leave work at, we leave work at work and home at home. Right. So, um, it's good. Uh, yeah. Little side, little Maybe side tangent into personal life that, here, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and like you said, I mean, that's, that's the generation, right? So, I mean, it's, you're, it's yeah. not abnormal for sure. Speaking a little bit to kind of coming in as, like you said, the guy that used to get his hands dirty and, you know what I mean? Cause a lot of these companies, when they hire new CEOs or new owners or ownership changes, it's really from a high level executive level, right? Especially when you're mm -hmm. doing that kind of business. Um, cause I mean, a couple of million is nothing to, you know, shake a stick at. I mean, that's, that's sure. pretty, pretty good still. I mean, so. You know, business has changed hands at the smaller level, kind of how you did it, right? But but at that level, usually it's it's you know, venture capital money or or high level CEOs or executives that come in and take that over and run it. So how how did you obviously you had that experience and, and that that respect was gained once once those guys and girls figured it out. But how how did you how were you able to come in and kind of show that and, and be able to explain like, hey, I mean was it was just a all hands meeting, like, Hey, I've, I've done this. Here's, here's what I've done. Or how did that process work? Um, most of the time they just, they don't even know that I'm the owner I, and I don't, I don't, uh, let that show very often. Um, I've specifically kept the name because I'm not vain. I don't need 
my name on the side of the building. I just like money. Right. So, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, a lot of times it's not a conversation. It's the general or the employee finding out, uh, most recently we had a job in South San Francisco rebuilding their library and community center. It's a pretty big job. It's an 800 foot long building, three stories tall, probably a couple hundred feet wide, architecturally, um, pretty stunning and high profile for South city. Right. So, uh, we need, we didn't have a foreman available. So I went and ran it. I'm like, that's not, it's not a lot of plumbing. Uh, and plus I go, I have fun doing this. I'm going to go do it. And we hired this new apprentice, first period union apprentice, has no idea who I am. I just shows up first day of work. Like he didn't meet me here in my office. Uh, just showed up first day of work and we worked together for like three weeks before he figured out who I was. And he had to come here at the shop or something. I can't remember, but he's like, I'm looking for Aaron. Oh, he's in his office. And he's like up here. Like, You're the owner. I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and that's a, that's a different. Um, I think about that from first perspective, first person, right? Like how I would have felt working with the owner of, uh, maybe Hickey plumbing or, uh, somewhere else that I worked, um, as the worker, you automatically give that person a little more respect. They know what I'm doing. Um, often there's a separation, um, us versus them, office versus, uh, right. uh, field. And that separation right. is growing, uh, with like. AutoCAD and designers, detailers, and that kind of stuff. Um, 100%. Yeah. And I think the way to bring it back is to like remind the owners that nothing should be beneath you. If you can Correct. physically go out and put some of this pipe in, you should once in a while just to show you can, right? Um, or get on the forklift and unload a truck. Like that stuff shouldn't be beneath you. Um, and if Correct. it is, you're in the wrong industry. Uh, yep. The guys won't respect you um, if you won't. Um, so I, very few times has it been the the fact that I've had the conversation um, about that. Uh, it's it's usually just witnessed. So, and by the contractor so too. So curious kind of in that, in that situation you gave, right? Where, where that kid found out. Did you see any sort of change? Was there something you saw different, like in the field after no. you realized that? Or he's no? just a, he's still a dumb kid, didn't know which way to put the pipe <laughs> in, right? But but uh, but I mean, I guess that's good, right? That means that you know he wasn't. I mean, that was his true self, uh -huh. right? And it's a it's so a long good. term yeah. it's a long term uh, effect on those people that they'll carry with them more than just that moment. Some guys some guys will flop. I've had. I've had uh, superintendents yelling at me on a job site, telling me they're going to call the owner. And I go, great. Go, hey, wait. There, there's a specific. Waiting for phone to ring. Dude, a specific moment we changed our phones and they, we, we all of a sudden had the ability to like forward the cell phones. I go, hey, just call the office, ask for Melissa, uh, tell her who you are, and just ask her to forward you to the owner. And my phone rang. And he's like, his whole demeanor and changed. And oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, well, you just show me who you were. So, um, right. for those reasons, I've kind of enjoyed that. My name's not the same last name. Uh, and I'd rather, I'd rather know who I'm dealing with, uh, out the gate. Um, so, yeah. Well, so kind of I, on that a little bit of it was, was that intentional from the very beginning or was it more that you kind of wanted to keep the name because of the reputation in I, the, in the industry? I, originally I kept the name for the, um, 
for the history, right? It's, it's right. been since right. nights and they've been around since 1990. Uh, um, they had a good name for each other. They, if you guys know the Lorettes, um, as two brothers, uh, that like to hunt and fish, they have a whole story behind them. Right. And, uh, people loved them for that. Um, there was no need to change it. Uh, when I went out on my own and I created my own business prior to these guys, I started Aaron Gianni plumbing and consulting because that's just what you do. Like, right. Right. I, I had said earlier in the broadcast podcast, I'm not vain, but you, you're trying to, you're struggling to come up with a name. Like right. I'll just call it. And then I called it AGPC because I was, uh, I was a little <laughs> embarrassed that I put my name in it. Right. Put but, name um, on it, yeah. uh, doing business, the DBA is AGPC, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but I quickly grew into liking the name. I like their logo. Their logos, it's fine. Like everything worked. Yeah. And, uh, one yeah. day Steve, Steve Lorette asked me one day, he was really worried that I was going to change the name. And, um, he asked me, he's like, Hey man, you can change the name. And they had just released this option at Nike that you could write anything you want on the soles of your heels. And I bought some new Nikes and I had Lorette put on the, my, my Nikes. And I'm like, dude, I had your name put on my Nikes. I'm not changing the name. <laughs> I'm <Right>? changing it. <laughs> they got Nike since got rid of that, but, uh, I like that. I, I was printing, I was printing Lorette on my Nikes. I'm a shameless promoter. I'll wear it wherever it's, yeah. uh, it's our brand. It's a, well, and we it's a little money. easier when it's not your own name, right? Like, like you said, there's a little bit of a, that like yeah vein kind of thing you, you feel when you're wearing your own name all over sure. the place. So, some guys love it and, and Hey, I'm not, yeah. I'm not shaming those guys. Like it's fine, but, uh, it's just not me. So, yeah. So what was the transition like? It sounds like you obviously had a pretty good relationship with the brothers and, and, and maybe you still do, but what was that process like, um, changing uh, hands? It was definitely tough at times. They were, um, they, they, in hindsight, it makes sense. They were on exit mode and I'm on entrance mode. And those are two totally different spending habits. Totally different. Yeah. Right. Because yep. I want to dump yep. everything we're making back into the company. I want to buy new trucks. I want to buy wood tools. I want to expand. Right. And the way our deal was structured, it part of their um their deal was as they got Profits, profit yeah. sharing, right? For those years yeah. that they yeah. were still they stuck around <laughs> for three years, right? So yeah. So they were constantly worried about conserving money. And I'm like, dude, these are my three years that I need you guys to help me expand. And, um, in hindsight, I see that, uh, that created some tension. Um, we're not, we didn't, we didn't end on the greatest terms. Most of these deals I've, I've learned don't, uh, when there's a transition change. Um, and after talking to my family on how that's gone for them in the past with other small businesses, it seems to be typical. Um, maybe it's just typical of our family. Maybe it's a, Maybe it's a personality <laughs> thing. I don't know. But, no, it's not, but, I, it's definitely a yeah. I, I don't think it's I don't think you're alone there for sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything bad about those two based on the fact that they ran a business for twenty some odd years, right? That um, had a great name for themselves. They both did very well for for themselves within their own means. Uh, provided for their kids and families, and you know, sure there were struggles at times, but. Um, they made it what they wanted for that time and I needed it for something else. I respect the name and right. Uh, I don't know if they, they want me to keep my, their name on their Nikes anymore. I'll leave <laughs> yeah, it at that. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So how's it been? Uh, I mean, 
working in the union versus managing uh, a union shop is, is gotta be obviously a night and day turnaround. It, it was there, were there, was there a learning curve or where was it, was it such that you obviously walked into something that was already built and you had those people surrounded you. So you kind of had it made for you. How did, how did that work for uh, you? That definitely helped. Uh, having the machine yeah. definitely helped that already, uh, manage that we had like five or six plumbers at that time. Um, so we had a union bill when it's just a owner operator. I don't, um, the rule is I don't have to pay my own pension. Right. Uh, so right. the cost could be a lot less, but as soon as you hire your first employee, you got that union pension to pay. And in San Mateo County, the total package for a plumber is somewhere in the range of like 125 bucks an hour. That's, that's total cost to the employer. Right. So that's not take home, but that's his health and welfare right. pension and all that right. stuff before we're talking about truck and gas and all that. Right. And this is coming from the guy who, uh, had no business experience. Um, I just figured it out. Right. And I, I remember the first time there was a union check sitting on the, on the counter waiting to get signed by Lorette. And I walked by and it was like, it was like, I can't remember 30, $40,000. Right. And I'm like, wow, I'm thinking we're rich. I just saw the paychecks. I just saw the checks come in on Friday. Like all the checks we just got. And I'm like, wow, uh, it's a big check. Marissa, is that a, is that a quarterly check? And she's like, oh no, that's just this <laughs> month. And I'm like, oh, oh. This is exponential. <laughs> we have more people. This is going right. Um, and, and we've had since then, we've had union checks in excess of three or $400,000. So in for a month yeah. and that's, that's crazy. That's a crazy cost. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's lots of, again, a whole nother podcast, but that, that's, right. there, there's all sorts of reasons and good things that unions do. And as an employee, um, I liked being in the union, what I got from that, what the pay and that kind of stuff. Um, as an employer, it's really hard. And yeah, currently I've been working with the local unions to try and figure out how we expand service. Um, the union has given up service nationally, uh, and they admit wow. it. Um, one of the only markets that, uh, we have a grip on is St. Louis. And their local BA told me they do 80% of the service work in residential work, which is unheard of. Um, for a comparison in San Francisco, the union ex expects, suspects that we have about 3% of the residential market. Um, and we have a and way that's bigger. Probably, that's probably, uh, I guess. Yeah. I would say that's probably high, right? Um, right, right. But they, they refuse to change their thinking on um, how we attack that. And uh, for good reason, it's, they don't want to, they say break down conditions. They don't want to break down conditions and that kind of thing. But um, one of the things that, that leads you into this conversation is like uh, starting your own plumbing company usually starts with a service shop or a small mom service, and pop yeah. shop. And yeah. the union doesn't do doesn't help that guy. And I was that guy, right? I, I when I left Hickey Plumbing yep. and started AGPC, um, nobody taught me business. Nobody taught me, nobody helped me. Nobody gave me like some starter funds or, uh, hey, come down and sign the union uh, agreement 
our master labor agreement, and we'll give you $10,000 to start your business and help you get going. You need stickers for your truck. We got you, right? That's what you think would, um, yeah. would be out there to incentivize guys to expand, uh, expand into service shops, um, or to get back some of that. So I've started having that discussion, uh, locally and some national people within the union to try and get, um, more of that type of thinking, at least out there. Um, and we'll see where that goes, but yeah, uh, it's part of the problem getting guys into the union, right? I mean, if you make it easier for, for these guys to start small service shops that are union and now they're needing guys all over the place. I mean, is there an issue with, with getting guys into the union that may be um, blocking that? Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, leading into that question, I should say, I, I know some statistics because of plungers, right? So I know a lot of these service statistics, Yeah. but for every five yeah. plumbers that retire right now, only one is coming into the industry, whether it's union or non-union. And, um, it's likely not union at that level. Right. Uh, Right. The union, I can only speak for local four, six, seven, cause I went through their training program. I do a substitute thing there. So I, I know their training program. They limit, they limit the amount of people they bring in to about 30. Um, uh, and they do that for specific reasons that when things are booming, uh, you want to bring in like 90, 90 first period apprentice because everybody wants a first period apprentice. It's cheap. Um, but yep. when things slow down you know, 45 or 60 of the people are sitting on the books, um, and are unemployed. Uh, so they try to walk the line and make sure that they're only bringing in enough people that they can train, uh, as well as enough people to pay back a pension long-term, you know, so they're, they're always looking right. for that 25 year mark. Yep. Um, there's lots of other good programs out there, the PHCC that does training, um, at school, uh, in a, at a non-union level, um, those are all yep. good programs too. So, um, I think we're going to see a huge shift. Uh, I mean, it's the talk of every podcast and construction, you know, yep. uh, article up there about needing more contractors and, uh, kids are kids that are 18 or 19 that are finishing high school are quickly learning. Um, I don't want 60, a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. I can make 60 or 80 hundred thousand dollars, uh, as a contractor in less than five years. Uh, yep. so I think we're going to see a huge shift in the next 10 years. It's going to take five years to train those people, another five years of experience before they actually are willing to start businesses or at least, or whatever out there. And right. I think, uh, at the 10 year mark, I'm in trouble because guys like me will be, <laughs> will be the old guys and, uh, less educated, less savvy less uh, business educated at that point. I'll just be weathered right at that point. But, uh, well, um, especially if you stay out in the field and, uh, keep, you know, for sure. Putting in solid pipes. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely broken from all <laughs> that down at some point, oh, man. man. <laughs> we, we got a, we got a new job starting and it's like three weeks of underground and, uh, it's kind of a similar situation to that South city job I was talking about. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to crawl in and out of a trench for three weeks. My knees are going <laughs> to kick in my ass. But, uh, um, yep. but I enjoy it. I'll, I'll be out there just cause I can't, can't not. So, so right. yeah. I like it. So something else that, that's come up pretty recently and, and, and kind of curious where you guys are at on the supply chain, right? Are you, are you guys have an issue with, 
materials and supplies oh, yeah. and, and prices and all those things? We're, we're definitely not, um, immune to it. We're uh, in tune with it. I, I like to think that we have a, a unique ability to pivot, um, because we're not so close-minded. We'll, uh, a good example is we're doing a job, a huge hotel remodel, 650 some odd rooms and, um, a faucet supplier that won't be mentioned, Moen, um, is, uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> man, uh, <laughs> told us they can't get us the faucets in time. Um, we, we, we don't like to say no. I don't like to be the guy that held right. the project. Right. And at the very least, I'm going to communicate that information to the owner and, and then offer options at that point that are available. And so we spend a lot of our own time right now, which is frustrating, uh, finding alternative options, coming up with a Simmons yeah. option that they are ready to ship 450 right now. And they'll have another 200, uh, ready in about a month and a half. Um, we offer that option along with cost and everything and then let the owner decide, um, that's been our approach. The owner ultimately had information that we didn't, that the vanities for said faucets were delayed and are going to shut down the project for two months anyways. Right. So, um, they made the decision to stay and Moen's faucets are now sitting here in my warehouse and I'm storing them, but, um, we, uh, we definitely try to have the hundred yard stare on it, right. To make sure that we're yeah, ahead of the sure. curve. It, it's a frustrating place to be even God, even down to PVC or PEX right now, PEX, we, we have a 12 week lead time on PEX piping right now, which is crazy, crazy. Like that's, that's shelf item stuff. And we got a job right. starting in June that we're going to buy PEX for like, it's crazy. Um, and there's a bunch of other stuff that goes along with that. Like, how do you finance it? How do you fund it? How do you, if you're a small shop like us, you have to ask the contractor to, you know, pay for it. And then we have to store yeah. it. The contractor doesn't want to pay for that. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, exhausting, but we have worked through it and we've managed to offer alternates that have been acceptable. And that's been our workaround. It's just, let's find something that does work for what you got. Yeah, I, I hear so often, obviously, the big one is lumber, but I know that, you know, just because I think it's, it's out there, right? And everybody knows it and talks oh, yeah. about it, but it, it's, 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 I guess it's enlightening to hear that it's not just the lumber, right? There's, there's issues everywhere. Every right? industry. Like the pecs and the PVC. And yeah. yeah. Every industry that's out there, it doesn't matter. And we can, we can blame it on Chinese shipping or whatever, but it's, it's even local. And, uh, right. it's just, it's, I think it's a byproduct of, um, a lot of the geopolitical stuff that's happening along with people just being tired. Like the last two years, whether you've been sitting at home or a contractor that's out there every day, you're tired. We just want some, we want some yeah. status quo. I think we're getting back to that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. and that feels good to <laughs> mentally be, tired more than anything. Right. right? Yeah. I, I mean, as a contractor yeah. in the last two years. Uh, we, you know, when COVID hit, we literally had two days off San Francisco somehow figured a loophole in the system to keep us building low income housing, any city project that was deemed essential. So we were doing a, yep. we were doing a yep. pool, right. And the pool was considered essential. And I'm like, wait a second, 
So we're going to continue building the pool so that the day it's done, we can close it and put a sign that the pool's closed for COVID. And they're like, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And, there, and yeah. there was logic there. And I'm like, you nailed it. Okay. Right. And then on top of that, on top of that, you need to comply with all this new stuff that's not in your contract and you have costs associated with it and tough luck. And oh, man, that was, that was a tough time. Like, uh, yeah. we were rolling out of, we were rolling high, uh, coming into COVID. Um, we had good momentum. We were just finished up that big project I was telling you about. We had like two or three more projects that were similar lined up that just disappeared. And, and then I'm left with being like, not only, a uh, trying to run a plumbing company and a tech company, I got employees that are like concerned with their health and welfare and right. to be, to have to like leak people out of that. Um, uh, along with the, you know, uh, political relevance or whatever else. And uh, it's, it was tough and I'm, yeah. I'm fucking tired. Like I'm tired of it. Yeah. Well, like, like you said, mentally, right? Like yeah. more than anything, just mentally exhausted. Yeah. It's just been, my, you know, one thing after on, another. on the flip yeah. side, on the flip side, you know, like my wife had like a month and a half off and her company just closed and paid her. And she's just like chilling at home, watching Maury. And, and I come home, I'm exhausted. And she's like, Hey, what are we doing for dinner? I'm like, don't, don't care what we're doing. Order some, right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's definitely been a little exhausting. Um, I think we're, I think we're, we're in a new chapter now. Um, uh, I think there's a lot of these guys, yeah, like, hopefully, like the, hopefully things get a little easier. I, I think this was a push though, for all the Lorette brother type guys the baby boomers to just exit yeah. which is going to make it worse shortly that goes back to that five retiring one coming in thing right um it'll make it sh worse short term better long term uh yeah is what i'm hoping so hopefully yeah so kind of you, know, you kind of touched on a little bit running that tech company and we mentioned at the beginning but get into pleasure right that's the sure that's the fun stuff that's where I mean, ideally, not ideally, but I, you know, the, the contractor in the construction space uh -huh. is kind of moving, right. And you're kind of helped lead that way with some, some tech. Sure. It seems, uh, um, it seems a little cliche and I'm embarrassed sometimes when I tell people I have a video self-help app cause they're like, oh, cause of COVID I'm like, no, I've been working on this shit since 2017. <laughs> like, uh, and there's, if it was because if it was since COVID, you're, you're a brilliant right? rock star, well, right? If you were able yeah, to and, and develop and launch this in a year and a half. What's funny is, is that it COVID exposed my competitors prior to COVID. I didn't know any existed. And despite me looking yeah. for them, right. Cause I was obsessed yeah. with trying to find somebody else that's doing what we're doing. Um, and what we're doing is really just a video call with, was, with, uh, with, uh, e-commerce attached to it. Um, right. it sounds, yeah. it sounds kind of dumb or easy, right? Like, well, yeah, that's easy. Build that. Right. It's hard. And, and finding yeah. the, they call it UI UX, right. The user experience, um, is, uh, is the key. And that's what I'm finding out here that even that my competitors that just got $70 million worth of funding, um, they suck. I hope they're watching home X. If you're watching, you guys suck your UX, UI, UX, sucks, <laughs> right. And that was my UI, UX in 2017, just so you guys know. Um, so, um, we've, we've spent a lot of time 
on, I've, I've reskinned this app four different times. Um, and we've really done a good job at, uh, creating it from a customer standpoint and a plumber standpoint, a technician standpoint, um, to recreate the service call that happens when we show up to your house. It's supposed to be so matter of factly that we just helped you with your plumbing problem that you, you hang up and you go, how did I only spend $45 for that? Right. Um, and, and my yeah. toilet's working again. That was wonderful. Uh, literally every single customer that I have, uh, says like, how do, how do everybody not know about this? Why, why is this not like Kleenex and everybody's using it? And I'm like, well, because it's self-funded, it's coming from, uh, you know, a single owner. I don't have millions and millions of dollars right. of advertising. Um, so I didn't tell you, I didn't tell your, your listeners what I do, but what we do is literally just a, uh, a FaceTime call on our own platform that we've created where you don't have to give us like, like telemed, but for plumbing. If yep. you're right. And even better, we don't ask you for any personal information. You can hit that button. And a lot of times I shouldn't say a lot of times, but I get plumbers that call me that are testing me and I can tell sometimes they're like, they're like sitting around on five gallon buckets asking me questions, right? Are you a real plumber? <laughs> Cause as, as a contractor, we're so used to tech, uh, trying to get in our space and they do take it a job. and yeah. they do it so shitty. Yeah. They just, they, they take it from a tech perspective. Let me try and disrupt this industry. And, um, they, they usually don't take a, uh, a tactic that's going to work for them on the contractor side. They might have a great idea for the consumer, but at the end of the day, you need contractors to help you do this stuff. Uh, the Angie's list and the thumbtacks out there as a contractor, it's not a good deal, um, for us signing up for most, most contractors. It's not, yeah. it doesn't seem like an right. equitable deal for me. So we've really taken the stance that it has to be a good share for both sides has to be a value for the customer and a contractor has to go. Yeah, I would, I would use that, um, because it's equitable for me. It's not like. Hey, I'm going to help you save money. No, I'm actually going to make you money when you use it. Um, and there's a, there's a really simple ROI for that. Uh, I'm a, I'm a hard person to sell. I say no to every salesperson that walks through my door. Um, and so I've, I've sold it to myself as would I sign up for this product and would I listen to myself? And it has to be that easy, uh, of a pitch. The pitch has to be so matter of factly that, um, they, they can't say no and it, and it works. Can't say no, so we get, we get customers that the most common thing they say when they answer the call is wow. And, and it's funny, I'm not making that up. Like, wow, that was fast. And it's like, it's usually less than 10 <laughs> seconds. They have a plumber on them. If it's within business hours, it's usually less than 10 seconds. They have a plumber and we're looking at their plumbing problem. And um, in most cases we can help them fix it. Most people are calling for like, Hey, I got this, this, this P trap half together. It's the wrong size. What size do I need? Um, these are the, these are the people that weren't going to call a plumber anyways. Um, uh, certainly weren't going to call a right. union plumber. Uh, they're looking on YouTube, how to fix things. Um, yep. and that's the, that's the biggest criticism I get from plumbers is you're stealing jobs from us and you, you know, that YouTube does this right. And I'm like you're dumb. You're not listening. Like 
there, you know, how many different, not interactive, how many different toilets there are out there that are just slightly different. And the homeowner doesn't understand that they they're looking up, uh, you know, a, how do I replace a toilet flush valve and inside their toilet, they got a Kohler cartridge thing. And the standard one just has a flapper. That's the most common one you're going to find. And, uh, we yes. know that yeah. we, as soon as we look at that, we know there's two different types. We know that there's a yellow and a red washer at the bottom of that. Sometimes it's just the washer you got to replace. That's only a buck that if you hit the two clips and pull it off and you put a new washer on it and clip it back on, you're done. Like that's not a good, yeah. it's not worth my time as a plumber to go out and do that call. It's not worth my time as a plumber to go out and do yeah. that call and justify $300 for replacing a $2 yeah. part for a service call, in San yeah. Francisco yeah. to walk through the door of somebody's house worth 300 bucks. And that's going to sound outrageous to your listeners in Kansas and wherever else, but right. we're the cheap ones and we're even the union ones. Like yeah. there's, there's guys out there charging 450 and they're getting it. Um, I don't think that's fair. Uh, I think that we can teach people to do some of these things and make it equitable on both sides. And that same person that I showed how to, you know, install a $2 part, I'm their plumber forever. I am, I am the version yeah. of the sticker that you put on water heaters and garbage disposals. That's us now. That's where people come. Um, yeah. Well, and they're, they're literally going to tell everybody, right? That's one of those things that you tell everybody about because it's so, yep. uh, new and, and such a different approach. That like you said is so easy and equitable on both sides that that they tell everybody yep. and that's a, that's a word of mouth thing for sure. So it's good and and most of the time again people don't expect the CEO right the creator to be answering right. these calls. So um, they're like, well, how do I pay you? I want to make sure you get paid. And I'm like, hey, look, it's more important for me to that you tell ten people right <laughs> till your ten friends. Right. So a lot right. of people yeah. that the calls that I'm actually answering, I usually am just giving away for free and uh, um. I just want 10 more followers for that. Right. Or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So lately it's, well, so when you, when we first talked, it was probably over a year ago at this point, I feel like you were answering most of those calls. Right. I feel like at that point oh. you were like, Hey man, if I, if I get a call, like I might have to take it or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like now, are you at the point where you're bringing on different plumbing companies and, and teaching them how to do this for you? Uh, Yes, kind of like an Uber yes, kind of thing and, where you and I'll be I'll be completely transparent and I'll be back like back to the Lorette brothers thing and some uh being naive. Um I had a business partner that left about a year ago and uh there was we have a phone line set up in my office next door for plunger in the calls uh I don't I didn't know where they were routing at that time, but I just I wasn't concerned with it. Well I, I had them start routing to my my cell phone. And plumbers were calling, asking to sign up for the service and nobody was responding to them. Right. And I couldn't believe it. Like I, I get, I probably get at least one or two a day, right. From plumbers that are progressive around the country enough that are already doing this. They have a, they have a chat box on their, um, right. Right. on their website. Right. And they have to, yeah. and they have to interact with it because now they have a chat box. Um, it's not, it's not out yeah, there yet. The next level. Yep. It's not, yeah. it's not out there yet in ours, but I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, a peek behind the curtain, but we're creating a piece of code that you can put in your website that your customers will be able to chat with us. 
And um, so anybody that's already doing that is going to be my target. Like you're already doing this. Yeah. You need to get paid for it. How do you get paid in that chat? Oh, I don't. Well, guess what? We have a, we have a way for you to build during messaging, right? Uh, and it's yeah. super simple. We can collect Apple pay or Google pay for you. So, um, and people are happy to pay for this service. They don't expect to get information for free. Um, well, especially when it's fractions of the cost of, of somebody coming into your house. Right. And, yeah. and the guy, the intention is, is that the plumber answering the call is capable of coming to do the work too. And is in your area. Um, there's a whole algorithm built out of like people that are uh, geofenced or geofenced around yeah. here. So the call comes to him first. Yeah. Wow. There's a whole, yeah. that's, that's yeah. more techie than me, but the nerd stuff. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the intention is, is that so that you answering the chat box, it's your customer. Um, this isn't tech trying to take over the plumbing industry. This is uh, a plumber trying to create a service that almost every plumber out there will tell you I had this idea. Um, cause we've all done right. it. Every plumber electrician has done a call with a friend or a customer and walked them through something because either they didn't want to go or it wasn't worth their time or whatever. And right. has, right. has thought at some point said, I should get paid for that. Well, I spent six figures trying to figure it out. <laughs> oh, so, um, right now we have, we have, uh, 10 different companies throughout the country. It's not a lot, but, um, of, with those 10 companies, I mean, each of them are doing 40 or 50 calls a week out of that, um, wow. at 45 bucks a call, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good take. And most of these calls well, especially when it's, last like yeah, eight I, minutes. They're, they're eight to nine yeah, minutes. Well, calls. especially when it's revenue from inside your building, right? Like I ran restaurants for a long time. So you think about like, there's only so much revenue you can do inside your walls. Yep. And then you do something like, you know, like a takeout or, or a curbside thing. And any, anything that you can do there is just gravy on top, right? Because that's revenue outside your walls. So with a contractor, it's almost opposite, right? Everything you do is outside your walls. But if you can generate revenue sitting at a desk inside your office, mm -hmm. that's like I said, that's all the gravy there's, right on top. And there's so many, there's so many service managers out there that are plumbers or, uh, mom and pop, you know, literally husband and wife shops that, uh, just can't take all the calls. They're booked two weeks out, but have a favorite yep. customer that needs a flapper fixed. Like, there you go. Right. Charge them or don't, I don't care. Yep. Right. It's, they, right. this is a paid, this is paid when paid, uh, contract with me. Right. So you bill it out. And you get paid if you, if you want to use it for free calls, be my guest, right? Use it as an estimating it tool. It doesn't cost you anything, right? No, yeah. we just, All you're doing is give it access. We've, yeah. we've created the ability, uh, to bill for a video call, which sound again, sounds cheesy, uh, as a, as a whole, but, um, we've worked really hard at the user usability of that and making sure that it was equitable for both sides, um, which was way harder than I thought. Yeah. How do you, how do you vet the people that you're bringing on? Right. Because ultimately it's your name. And if you yep. bring on somebody that doesn't know what they're doing or can't help. And now you're getting, I mean, like you, you said that, that one positive review yep. probably helps. But again, from the restaurant industry, I knew that a negative review always was 10 times worse because mm -hmm. a somebody that hates your product is going to tell 10 times as many people as the one that, you know, likes your product. Yep. Um, I make them call me. I say, if you want to sign up as a technician, you need to call me as a technician on the app and it's just, it's going to be a job interview and being a plumber, we talk shop, right? 
is right. this guy, how did he present himself in the interview? Right. Did he come, did he come as if he was going to Mrs. Smith's house and he's like, oh, hey, Aaron, nice to meet you. Or is he like, sup, sup, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, the yeah. sup guy, the sup guy. We have a 10 minute conversation and I say, hey, look, man, we got, we got all the technicians we need in your area right now, but I've got you on the list. Right. Um, and, and I know, like, I, I, I just ask them, uh, just, just say for you in the restaurant industry, like if you, um, if you ran into somebody else that had worked in a restaurant, you guys can, you know, that's not, that's a real thing. Right. There's certain terminologies and there's a way yep. you talk that yep. are industry specific. And you can't get away from those things. I couldn't pretend to be a military guy. Like I wouldn't know a lingo. Right. Right. Um, right. So I, I literally just talked to them. Uh, I hope that someday that's a problem that I, that there's not enough hours in the day that I can't vet all the plumbers that want to sign up. That would be a wonderful problem to have, but, uh, um, we're not there yet. And so I physically reach out or yeah. Yeah. Talk to these guys. So is there any sort of, uh, kind of follow up to close the loop at any point or is that built into it at all where you, where you follow up with the end user and yeah. So if they, them? so if they pass that customer test, plus it's, it's a really good, um, user experience for them to understand what they're asking their customer to do. So back to that, me not being afraid to jump in the trench, like they have to be not afraid to understand what's going on the other side too. Right. Um, right. This customer's not going it's a first time experience for everybody. Customer might be the first time they're doing plumbing, might be the first time they're doing a video call. Not so much now. Right. But in right, 2017, right. when I was starting this, Maybe, that yeah. was a concern, right? Like, yeah. um, how do, I think how do we hold the phone? Do we, yeah. we, we actually, we actually had a button in one of the versions that was on my side that nobody could see. And it had an arrow so that I didn't have to keep in, uh, uh, interrupting the customer to tell them, Hey, turn the camera to the right. So I'd hit the button and it would just go ding, 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 ding. And the light and the light would show up with an arrow pointing to the right. And they'd go, Oh yeah, yeah. I go, yeah. It's, and I, and I was that's telling brilliant. them, well, I was telling them, I'm like, Hey, that's, that's our AI we, knows we're talking about the faucet. So uh, you gotta, you gotta keep it on the faucet. I'm like, that's not it me. Knows we're, it knows well, but, we're talking. But, but people don't know like, Oh, it's technology. Yeah, it's yeah. AI. But, uh, um, so then to, to, to your question, they, uh, we flip that into a, um, technician and I'd say, all right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to create your technician account. And it's usually the next day. Um, we're going to do this exact same call, but I'm going to call you as the customer. And then you're going to see how to, how to bill me and all that stuff. The whole process, it's a, it's, it's a five minute, uh, it's a, it's about a 10 or 15 minute interview as them as the customer. And it's about five minutes about of them as the technician. Um, we've made it so easy as the technician that it's just intuitive. If you bought something on Amazon, you can work this app. I usually don't even yeah. need to tell them. Right. Um, the creepiest part or the most intriguing part to them is that we have this little dialogue box that shows up in the upper left-hand corner and the tech guys built it so that they could know what was going on. It, it gives you, the customer can call me no information and I know how many times they've opened the app, how many times they've hit this button, how many times, like it's creepy how much wow. as, as a consumer yeah. out there. So all the, all the people that are listening to this wondering, uh, 
if Facebook is listening to conversations, yes, yep. they are. Yep. hundred percent. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. creepy. Yep. <laughs> so I take that stuff personally though. And I try to make sure that we limit what we're taking. And, um, it's it, all it tells me the really, the important information that I pull out of that box is was the credit card processed properly and, um, where they're at when they call anonymously and it says New York. I don't usually call them out. I ask them still because it creeps people out. Like, right. Oh, New York, huh? Right. And they're like, how do you know that? How do you um, know that? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it starts, it starts up. helping yeah. me. It starts helping me as the technician, um, understand what I'm going to be looking at. Plumbing in New York is different than here. And I start thinking about who's my contacts in New York. If I have to dispatch somebody, um, right. that's the end game of this is that if we need to dispatch somebody, I dispatch somebody locally in that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Uh, that's the gist of it. Uh, if any of your listeners are plumbers and want to sign up, just have them download the app and ask for me by name in the messaging section. Uh, it goes to a board and it gets routed to me. They just ask for Aaron in the messaging section. And I see it and we can do an interview. That's awesome, man. Very cool. It's, it's fun to see, uh, kind of where, where it's gone from the last time we talked and, and the development of it and, and, uh, you know, kind of the lifespan of it so far, is there, I mean, obviously you said that there was that one function that you said is going to be coming up soon. Is there anything else that you've, uh, that you're planning or, or idealistically would, would be a part of the app? Uh, I, I do a really good job listening to my users, both my customers and my, uh, technicians, um, a lot like Lorette brothers, because the size we are, I'm able to pivot in both companies pretty yeah. well. And we can do a lot of different things that don't require a board meeting and a month, a month long decision. Um, some of the feedback lately has been from the, we're working on a code of ethics here. When I said you put, you put my name in the board, anybody could steal that call and start marketing it to themselves. Right. So, right. um, right. but when they ask for, for, uh, Bobby, the family plumber in Arizona, uh, when that's in the chat box, everybody on the board knows that's Bobby's call, right? Um, right. we're going to outgrow that and there's going to be some unethical people that are going to sign up eventually. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so I've been listening to my, uh, technicians and they said, Hey, I want, I want like a Venmo type QR code that I can give to my customers on my advertising. So, um, smart along. Yeah. yeah so that's that's the next generation too. that along with the chat box thing. That's all in the same package they're rolling out. Um, yeah, we also have a way, I hope home Depot is listening to your podcast, but home Depot has told me I can't sell their parts. You're not allowed to sell our parts. And mainly because they're, they're trying to create a similar po product. Similar. Um, yep. I've talked pretty far up the chain at home Depot to like two under the CFO or whatever and in charge of plumbing. And, uh, He's, he said, Hey, I love your idea, but we're not going to use it. Um, and you can't sell our parts. And I said, fuck you. I can't sell your parts. I'm going to sell your parts. And <laughs> we've oh, figured yeah, out, just, well, it, it's, it's out of convenience. Like the, the person on right. Saturday, just trying to finish up their P trap. I send them well, a home, home Depot, Depot everywhere. Link. It's easy. Yeah. The link I'm, to the product. I am, yep. I'm selling thousands and thousands of dollars of home Depot stuff for them for free yep. every yep. Saturday and Sunday. And 
more than anything, I'm not looking to make a margin on it. I just want to get easy to sell those parts. Easy. Yeah. And, uh, lately I've been just sending links. Uh, we have a process worked out that it's going to print out a material list with part codes and links and all that there stuff. And they can even create a shopping cart. So, um, that's on the customer side. We've been listening on the customer side. So, yeah. uh, those are some fun things that are happening at the end of the day. It's, it's like any tech startup, man, some days I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to stop today. Just going to close the doors. I'll call everybody <laughs> and just tell them we're not going to do this anymore. I'm hemorrhaging money everywhere. Right. And, um, and then I go through that day and I wake up the next morning and I'm excited about it again. So never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. It's a hard place. So my to brain be. goes to, yeah, my brain goes to something like we're taking, cause I mean, you have the bones, you have the infrastructure, you have everything, right? And, and this isn't, this doesn't work for every trade, right? Like you, you can't get the, the paint. This doesn't work for somebody trying to paint, right? Or somebody, you know, trying to do some other things or hang drywall, but electrical, right? Like sort of troubleshooting set. But then I think electrical and maybe the insurance guy, my first thought is, is liability, right? Like what if your tech's helping somebody and they light their house on fire? So that's obvious, but, but I mean, there's liability in the plumbing too, right? What if you help somebody over the phone and turns out it didn't work out too well and they flood their house and now they've got, you know, water damage everywhere. Is there, is there any, how, how does, how does that work from your end, from the liability side? There's uh there's a, I don't know, 30 page terms of agreement document that you agree to when you use our app, right? Um, and you acknowledge, yeah. but, um, nobody reads, over, but it's in there. Yeah. Nobody reads yeah. and somebody's yeah. going to sue me along the way. And, and again, a great right. problem to have the day I get sued because right. we're, we're doing so much work that we can't manage it with the equitable, good contractors that are answering. Right. Um, right. most yeah. of the guys, two part answer, most of the guys that are answering, um, know to give enough safety and preparedness stuff. Like, Hey, we're about to work on an angle stuff. Do you know where your water shutoff is? Yes. Great. Great. Let's go look at that first. Let's make sure. Great. You know how to operate that? Perfect. Let's go do angle stop. Someday that somebody's going to forget to have that conversation to your point. And, um, the lawyers classify this as, uh, suggestive work not as directive okay. because we're not right. touching it. Um, right. it's kind of like consulting. The consultant is never on the hook when he walks right. through the project, the sound consultant on a giant project, he walks through and he's like, well, I think this pipe is a little too close to this stud and I would suggest putting some felt there. Right. But he's never going to get sued unless his details or his process were wrong. He's never going to get sued for right. a sound because the pipe was touching the wall. That still means in methods by us. Um, at least that's how they see it. Uh, I mean, YouTube's not getting sued for nope, having right. DIY yeah, I guess stuff, you didn't so think about it that way. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the take on it. Um, and yeah. Some so, of those things though, you, that's, that's the, that's the, no pun intended, but the pipe dream of it. Right. But uh, yeah. you, it's one of those things, especially in California, you don't really know until it goes through the courts and somebody gets sued and, and it becomes exactly. precedence for sure. That's, yeah. So somebody will sue me someday. Somebody will. But like you, you said, know, if you're the first wrong. one, then then it's probably a good problem to have because that means you're at that volume where, yeah, yeah, you've you've got that issue. Now that's yep. so. Then that being the case, is this something that you've looked to license with electrical contractors or or to start up on your own on that side? The 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 
other verticals have always been there. Mechanic, you know, auto mechanics, uh, electrical, HVAC, um, all those other verticals are obvious. Uh, we've been really working on the process with plumbing because for obvious reasons, I own a That's plumbing company. Yeah. Everything yeah. that I want to implement, I walk downstairs to my service department. I go, Hey, guess what? We're doing this today, right? To try something new with plunger. And I have, I have an immediate use case that I can plug it into yeah. and try it. Yeah. Um, and it, and I can't do that if I, and, and, and other industries are going to be slightly different. So we're yeah. ready to do that. We've had some of those conversations. Um, we've even done a couple of white labels of the app, other industries, like there's a security company that liked the way we communicate. There's a whole, uh, hierarchy within the app of a way to dial a friend. If I'm a plumber and I don't know how to answer the question, I can connect my direct supervisor into the chat along with uh, a plunger tech that might have different, um, experience, right? Uh, the, the security company liked that, uh, from a HOA perspective. So imagine the HOA is being able to contact hit one button and talk to the security guard of whoever's at the gate that day. Right. They don't need to look up right. a phone number or whatever. They just hit the button and they can talk to the guy at the gate and then they can escalate a problem to his supervisor. So, um, We've made two different white labels, uh, that have helped fund a little bit of plunger, um, just under different name using our software. Uh, so the other verticals are obvious. We just need to, yeah, if I can make it work Perfect. with plumbing, we will spin right. out those other verticals real quick. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So. Very cool, man. Well, Aaron, this has been awesome. Like I said, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, kind of uh circling back and 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 seeing the the lifespan of both not only plunger but obviously Lorette brothers as well is there is there a future plan with Lorette brothers three to five years down the road like what does that look like for you guys yeah we didn't we didn't really talk about it but uh i actually sold off 55 yeah. percent of my company as of january 1st at Lorette brothers really so, yeah okay i had a um, was that to focus on plunger or because twofold uh, you were done two, in the trenches two, both right like uh yeah <laughs> to grow a business from 2 million to 15 million in the construction space in five years it takes a lot of work it's not tech like yep. that that's 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 really light speed and um it's been because of the team and the team that's here got that other 55 percent. so two guys from within um we worked out a deal similar to how my deal was structured with the other guy with the lorettes and uh the money was right. It's going to allow me to focus more time on plunger, which is what I need. I, I noticed it's not yep. growing like it should because I'm spending too much time at Lorette Brothers and I want to do that. So, um, so with Lorette Brothers, we're growing, we're still doing a lot. We're back on track to pre COVID stuff, um, with some big jobs that are coming up. I'm certainly still going to be involved. In fact, I'm, I'm designated as the field guy. So I control all field aspects again, cause I'm not great at business. So I'm not good at the right, books and right, dealing with the lawyers. Right. And I say things in corporate meetings that I shouldn't, right. I'm dropping F probably and shit, yeah. right. Um, and, uh, uh, so they're better at that and the pre-con and all that good stuff. I'm just good at getting the pipe in and making sure the job gets done. And I get to focus on that. I keep troll the service department, which is good for plunger and I can focus more on plunger. That's awesome. Very cool, man. Well, again, I appreciate the time. This has been great. I, uh, not to, not to say that we need to do this again, but I hope we get to do this again in the future and 
and uh would love to see where the uh sure where everything's at then and just kind of see the uh the life of it like i said but hopefully we'll get some uh get some exposure for you for plunger and get some more more text for you and if nothing else some more customers for you guys because i think that's obviously what's going to drive you guys for sure but for sure i'm uh i'm excited oh, to follow for sure always uh always happy to have another conversation with you you're, you're a good host yeah i appreciate it so let everybody know where to find you obviously because uh they're gonna look up plunger they're gonna misspell it so let's, oh let's yeah it's, spelling it's, right it's not technically the verb they probably already <laughs> if they've listened this long they've already looked for it haven't found it but p-l-u-n-j-r right p-l-u-n-j-r.com is uh plunger.com and just a just a quick 30 second story on that the name came by good old-fashioned construction methods i said uh we're gonna run a contest write your best names on the whiteboard for a week and we're going to pick one. And everybody thought it was going to be a nice equitable, like, okay, we're going to vote. And I'm like, fuck, no, we're not. I'm a benevolent <laughs> no. dictator. I'm, I'm going to walk in. I'm going to walk in on our Tuesday staff meeting. I'm going to circle the name I want. I'm going to throw down a hundred bucks and I'm buying it from whoever wrote it. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So uh, a shout out to uh, Brandon Dillon, who uh, came up with a uh, plunger name. He is the, Great receiver of a hundred dollars for that. Thank you. Beautiful. Easiest hundred bucks he ever made for right? sure. Right? <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Very cool, man. Well, we appreciate it again, Aaron. It's been awesome. Uh, keep in touch and, uh, hopefully, uh, everything works out for you guys. I, I don't see why it wouldn't, but yeah. thanks uh, for having me today. To your success for sure. No, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Have a good one. Hey, thanks for listening. If you had a good time, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get all the latest episodes. And if you had a really good time, leave a review to let us know what you thought. Until then, go gather some crazy stories on your job sites, and we'll see you next time on So, You Want to Be a Contractor. Contractor.